welcome to the Next Gen Web Series, where I talk to young Zimbabweans in professional and academic spaces. Today, I am so excited. We're going to continue on the journey of looking at Zimbabwean software developers. And I am joined by Rubimbo Mambinge, who is um, a, a colleague of mine uh, since the past few months. Uh, thank you so much. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? And I'm good. Hope you're doing well. For people who don't know who you are, obviously, I worked with you a little bit. Who is Rubimbo and uh, what are you currently doing right now in life? Okay, cool. So Rubimbo is a software developer, currently working at Afrosoft Holdings. And I've been in the industry for like three years now. So um, I did my bachelor's degree at National University of Science and Technology and I studied informatics. So let's say when I started doing this program, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a new thing. I don't know what it is about. But then I was really scared, but then I decided, no, let me venture into it and see how it is. But the minute I got in there, I noticed it's actually a good program because it involves data science, data analytics and all. So the name seemed all fancy and scary at first, but then later on you realize that it's something big and all that. But then, you know, with the situation in Zim whereby data science is not yet incorporated fully and most companies are not like into it, I had to venture in software development. But then I did not quit on my path of becoming a data scientist. So I'm still on the roadmap and I'm still trying to work hard so that I can fix all my papers and stuff and then I can fully venture into data science. Wow, such an interesting perspective already. But maybe start mm. by saying how you even got to do your major, like how was it always your plan? Like when people were asking you in grade four, were you like, yes, I'm going to do informatics or how did you get to that decision? And why? Um, as a little girl, like from primary, I used to like spend most of my time on the computer. So when I started high school, that's when I literally um, got interested in this whole tech stuff. And um, I started coding, like it was in Form 4. That's when I started the whole thing. And I was like, wow, this thing is actually interesting. Let me see how it goes. So after that, and when I went for my A-levels, I was like, wow, this is fun. Because I used to enjoy it, you know. Like maybe if I slip and there's a bug, I'd actually dream about it. I'm like, oh, I left a bug. I have to <laughs> fix it <laughs> and all that. So yeah, that's when I was like, no, but let me venture into, you know, tech and see how tech is. And by that, I had a dream of becoming like the best um, lady in tech. And I still dream about it because, um, there are few ladies when it comes to tech industry and stuff and most people are afraid to venture into it because people are told that coding is hard and all that but you notice tech is big and um, there are a lot of different roles you can you know venture into so i did my uni and it was pretty interesting uh we were a few girls in class we were like about five or so in a class of, of 30 people you know, so the competition was there. It was really there with the guys and stuff. 
but then it it pushes you to work hard it pushes you you know to be try to be at a higher level than the guys and give and people be like oh, okay she's the best going class you know so it was really interesting and after that i did my attachment where i'm currently working it's where i did my attachment it was it was almost like the same situation whereby there are few girls and majority is men, right? So at first you'd be scared and you'd be like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna fit in? Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? But then if you feel that way, I noticed you won't ask questions, you won't even work hard. You'll be like in a little corner, but then you have to be more open, be ask questions, be friendly even with the guys. And you notice could you grasp a lot of stuff you understand a lot of stuff. You gain even knowledge from the boys and stuff. And you'll be working super, super hard day and night. You know how coding it is, you work even at night. So through that, with attachment, I first um, started working on Java. Yeah, for like about six months. The first few, I, you know, I used to think Java was so easy because I was like, oh, Java, it's easy and stuff so for like <laughs> yeah i used to think that like super easy so for like um the first three months that's when i noticed gosh java is really hard because there's a lot of stuff because i used to know playing java without the frameworks then we introduced to spring spring but i was like wow that's a lot you know yeah. <laughs> it's different so with that I had like a few, I got so scared I'm like how am I gonna pull through then after because at the attachment they're like um you do two languages for like six months the first month is Java then the first six months it's um a different language so the other month I chose Angular for front end and I really enjoyed that because I was like, okay, it is challenging. Like the old design, not everybody has got that design eye, you know. But then it's pretty interesting how the different frameworks they are for the front end side and all that. So I joined Angular, it was fun, front end was cool. But then what happened is, you know, you start hearing the other frameworks, there's Ionic and there's all that, and you'd be like, oh my gosh, let me leave Angular, let me try this. But then I noticed um, I kept on leaving stuff and trying out new stuff. I didn't grasp the main concept. So I had to tell myself, no, wait a minute, focus on one thing at a time. So after that, I just fully focused on Angular. So ever since Angular has been my best friend, and then now I'm trying something new, Vue, Vue.js is really, fun but you'd notice once you have mastered a certain um framework um the rest are almost similar it's just a few changes but then most of them are like the same yeah right right well that's really cool uh so just going back to something you said earlier you don't need to be uh, the best lady in tech you can be like the best person period okay um yeah that was just interesting to hear yeah. how that's the same story everywhere around the world like it's always five girls and a yeah. hundred boys and whatever mm. but i'm so grateful in my case i don't even think about it anymore when i'm at work because i think like you were saying i ask questions i just do what needs to be done to the point where i'm mm. not like oh what are they gonna think that i'm a woman who doesn't know no i just act like any developer and 
yeah so i really recommend that um okay, um okay so how it sounds like a level you you um specialized in computer science or like when exactly did you formally start learning computer hmm. science? I actually fell in love with comp science subject when I was in form one, because uh, form one, form two, it was theory, plain theory, no coding, no what. We just learned the whole thing. And I noticed it was like one of my best subjects. I used to get 90% and above. So I was like, wow, this is cool. Then from three to four, that's when we started coding. It was really interesting and fun because we did um VB. Yeah, we started with um VB. So yeah, it was cool. Then um we went to so for my A level I had to choose three subjects. I was like definitely comp science has to be there. So I added comp science, maths, and my third one. I didn't know which one to choose for my third one, so I had to go for biology. <laughs> so yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's interesting. I've never heard anyone describe computer science and say, I fell in love with <laughs> It gets such a bad rap and people think it's so hard. So hearing that someone fell in, that's, that's cool. I think that's what I used to say about chemistry. Like I really loved chemistry. And then uh, like you, I think I also grew up on the computer never leaving it. And I don't know yeah. if that's something to you, like you just yeah, true. stay on that machine and you want to do more. Yeah. So interesting. So what potential, since you've been in this field for a while, mm. and uh, what do you think the general attitude of people towards computer science is? Uh, maybe people in Zimbabwe, and how do you think it could be better? Like how, yeah, what do you wish people would see from computer science? Okay. Or software um, development or tech and data science, the whole thing. Okay, so what I notice when it comes to tech in general or even software development, okay, when it comes to software development, um, some clients think um, it's an easy thing. You might notice you might be working on a project, then a client will be like, mm, I don't want this anymore. Why don't we do this? And you'd be like, do you know that you have changed a lot of stuff from the database, from the design and all that? So most people think it's just a click away thing. Like you just do it for a second, then you're done. But actually it takes time. Like maybe when you're starting a project, people actually sit down to design the whole thing and come up with the proper structure so that when they start coding, you know, things don't get mixed up and stuff. So I think that's the other thing. So at least if people could actually like get a clear picture I was talking to someone and they were saying that I think people at schools, they should all be taught how to code so that they understand how this thing is difficult <laughs> and they shouldn't be changing stuff a lot. So yeah. And then when it comes to data science, uh, most people don't have like a clear picture or an understanding about it, right? So most companies like lately you see it's expensive to buy servers, like you can't be keep on buying servers because data is growing each day. So the best thing is to put all your data or your information in the cloud. So most people have this fear of, okay, fine, will I have control of my information? What will happen if the data leaks and stuff like that? So 
most people don't have a clear picture or an understanding about it. So I think people need to be taught, people need to be given direction, people need to be explained what data science does and its advantages when it comes to businesses. Because you might notice that people lose um, lots of money when they have um, unclean data, you know. So that data needs to be cleaned, you need to analyze it, you need to come up come up with like proper information so that you can improve your business and all. And um, I noticed um, people have this mindset that um, data science can only be done in big companies, for example, Econet and stuff. But come on, we can do it in banks, we can do it in supermarkets, we can do it in hospitals and all that. Like especially hospitals, that's where the data needs to be done. That's where there's the need for health um, data science, for bioinformatics and stuff like that. But um, people just have like, you know, they need to think broad, you know, they need to, 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 to research more. And um, companies also need to be, you know, you don't approach them with um, big words and stuff, just, you know, if you're presenting something about data science, just give them like those small words which they can understand. And also have something, you know, as proof that this, we have done this at this place and it worked. So we can even try this at your company, it works. Cause if you go there without like evidence, people won't, you know, accept it. They actually reject it and be like, oh, we don't trust you. <laughs> Maybe you want to, you know, use our data for your own benefits, not for the benefit of the company. So it involves, um, we also need laws, more laws on everything when it comes to security. Um, even hospitals, you know, there's need for security, even everywhere. I think mainly everywhere there's need of security when it comes to people's data because some things are super sensitive and can't be exploited and actually the people who were, who will be handling the data they also need you know to be people with good hearts you know they shouldn't be spreading stuff like you discover someone is sick with those disease and then you have to tell people no that's not proper so we need um people with a good mindset yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. I like what you were saying um, with the software development, uh, mm -hmm. that people take software development for granted. I mean, yeah. I know the experience because the, you know, the app we're building, I put it out and then people would just be like, oh, how come my password, you're not telling me to put a strong password, I want this feature. Oh, I, how come it's not helping me navigate here? I want to be able to go back to this uh -huh. page and this happens. And I'm just like, you have no idea how many hours that takes. And even, and sometimes you know how to do it, but it's just not working. So yes. I really appreciate um, company leaders or managers who actually have had mm -hmm. some software development um, or just experience, experience in tech yeah. because yeah. they have empathy towards software development. It's not uh. trivial at all. And like you were saying, one change, you have to go change the database, you have to change the backend, you have to change wherever. And it's it's not hard. Like once you get used to it, yeah, it's the process, I think. And like you were saying, there needs to be better adoption of just automating the processes. Um, mm. Because for me, like even deploying, you know how they are now pipelines to help that make it easier. Yes. Uh -huh. And 
you know, tech is just a place where you should be ready to learn the new things and the new adoption uh. of technology that otherwise um, highly recommend. Um, and then another thing you talked about is um, just, um, oh yeah, people not utilizing data science. I really love that because uh. literally, I think the way I think of it is if you have a problem or if you need, if you are in a system that just needs to be improved, you mm. probably need data because how are you going to know what exactly. needs to be improved? You need to do the research. You need to collect the data. And then uh, maybe, maybe it won't be big data, but that doesn't yeah, mean yeah. you're not going to need data analysis, data mm. visualization to understand things. And I think because data is telling, is it doesn't lie. That's what's <laughs> happening. Those are the statistics. Correct. And yeah. so we definitely need to employ that um, a little more. And then uh, the other thing, I, that is mm -hmm. actually funny because I was uh, telling someone, I think yesterday or the day before, there's this trend, not trend, but there's this habit where some people think if they put big words in like English that's exaggerated or jargon, then they sound smart. That is the silliest thing ever. Like, especially in tech like you were saying you don't want to go to them and say oh this neural network like <laughs> we're gonna use it to compute this and that and we'll use this random forests uh, just tell them what machine learning is like we're gonna study this data and uh, like from there we'll get a pattern and then we'll see if yeah. we can use that pattern to to predict the future but how some people be like, yeah, I do machine learning and random forest. So that's why we're going to stay behind. Like explain it to me like I'm a two-year-old. Speaking exactly. of which, I actually saw an article that you wrote uh, about machine learning. It was so easy to understand. I mean, I've done a course on machine learning or whatever, uh, but I was uh, even like, oh, I'm learning. So... <laughs> Tell me about you blogging, about tech, and I know even your Instagram, you're doing a little something mm. there. So yeah, what is, yeah. where does that come from and what are you trying to do with it? Okay, cool. So when it comes to blogging, um, I noticed one thing. When I was doing like my studies and stuff, sometimes um, you get um, articles which don't use simple language, like th this jargon and stuff. I know it's the jargon we're supposed to use, but then sometimes we have to, sometimes we understand things in a simpler way. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me try, write Something simple for people who might need it out there. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me start with this whole machine learning thing. So yeah, I started it and it was pretty interesting. And also what I noticed was um, each time I learn, let me also, you know how it is when you're studying, you'll be taking down notes and all that stuff. So like each time I learn and I know that I fully understand this thing, let me even Teach talk it about someone. it. Yeah. yeah, let me even do those Instagram posts and stuff like that. So it, you, you'll see it actually helps someone. I've noticed, mm. I follow this other Nigerian um, lady who does um, Power BI and stuff. So 
the way she does it, her Instagram posts, they're just small snippets, but then you notice, okay, fine, I actually understand this thing. Even when you go and study on your own, you'd notice, oh, that's what she meant, you see. Yeah. It'll be actually easier than, um, you know, even some, you know how boring it is reading long paragraphs and stuff like that. Yeah. Sometimes you have to like get straight to the point and actually see what it is. So yeah, that's the whole blogging thing and stuff. <laughs> yeah yeah no that's really uh useful especially for people um mm. who just want to get a brief idea and not i mean medium i think some people who write medium posts they try and then yeah. sometimes yeah i think that's the hardest thing being a developer because people always tell you oh you can google it yeah google um, it but good luck you know <laughs> good luck of getting the answer yeah good luck yeah. i mean there's definitely good resources you just need to have a good eye as well yeah, um yeah true. and then now i wanted to ask oh you already talked about your favorite tools languages how you're kind of sticking mm -hmm. with angular right now so at mm -hmm. your current job how did you how do you get a job in software development um what are the requirements and yeah what do you do at the job versus what you learned in school okay so the requirements mainly it's a software development company so we focus on front end side we have angular and react um, backend, we have Java, C Sharp, and then when it comes to mobile, there's Android, and also some use Flutter, and also for iOS and stuff. So yeah, so well, the requirements are for you know as long as you have done something with um, computer science background and um, you're able to code. So when you actually apply, you have to choose like which. Do you want to be a backend developer or a front-end developer and stuff? So that's how you like really enter into the system and all. So um, my day-to-day -day duties, um, okay. I think mainly we do scrum sessions. Yeah. So if you're in a project, you do scrum sessions, you mention um, what you did the previous day, what you're gonna do today, um, the challenges they're facing when you're gonna finish a task and all that. So, and also if I have um, attaches under me, I have to supervise them and make sure that um, when they leave after their attachment, they have gained some knowledge and um, they're actually good and equipped so that when they finish school, they come back. They can also even come back if they're really, really good they can also come back. So yeah, I think I started like um, where I'm currently working is where I did my attachment. So I started, um, that was in 2019. So after that, um, like what I mentioned, like we had six months um, backend and um, six months front end. So later on, you had to choose um, which language you actually put at and which side you want to be at. And after that, they'll try to groom you so that you can be really good at it. So that even when you're done with school and if you reapply, they'll actually take you because they've already groomed you. And when you come back, you actually know to, 
okay, this is what needs to be done. They don't have to teach you again, you already know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's how it is. So after that, you reapply. After school, you can reapply. And then they'll do interviews for you, but they won't be like that hard. They're not hard, hard. <laughs> so after doing interviews and then um, you write a mock test, Wow. Yeah, practicals, practicals. And then after that, if you have passed, then you join. And then, yeah, that's all. Oh, that's not too. <laughs> I mean, it's still a process, but that's okay. I think that the only thing I'm hearing then is I know some people, or just some attitude we can have in Zimbabweans where mm. if something takes a lot of effort, you're kind of like, I could be selling airtime, you know, I don't need to go through all this, but it sounds like it's a long process, it's a process, but it's still doable. So that's good. What do you do on days you are not coding? Like I know you pick up projects and side projects, but on days you decide, you know what, I do not even want to see a line of Java, Angular, JavaScript. What do you do? What do you like to do? Okay, cool. On days that I'm not coding, it's either, um, okay, mainly maybe if I'm reading a novel on my phone or I'm watching movies or do a catch up on some series or just go out. But I mean, mostly I'm an indoor person. So yeah, I'll be mostly being at home and stuff. But you know, you can't spend the whole day without coding. It's tempting. <laughs> <laughs> The days where you like seriously feel like, oh my gosh, I did not finish this. You know, let me try and do this and finish up so that on Monday I'm free. But then you notice um, you end up reaching Sunday and then Monday, then yeah, you do not have a weekend. It keeps going. Yeah. It keeps oh my going. God. Yeah. I know that feeling. Um, but at least for me, I'm phenomenal at giving up. So I will actually give up and say, I am doing zero. Uh, but once I want zero. to finish something, and obviously the scrum calls as well, you want to have something decent to say that you did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, now we're going to go into some quick, fun questions, I guess, for people to get to know you. But um, what's, uh, <laughs> what is your go-to karaoke song? I don't know if since you say you don't go out much yeah, but everyone has a go to karaoke song okay let me see karaoke song oh my god okay um there's one i did recently it was uh by Bena boy it's called last last yeah that one yes i can sing to that one <laughs> interesting uh what's your favorite pizza topping mm, pineapple I love pineapple. Wow. I think I do too. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite uh, genre of movies or series? Oh, series. Oh my God. Let it be romantic. <laughs> ah, guys. <laughs> what do you think people often confuse about your personality? Hmm. Okay. Um. Let me see. Let me see. Okay. 
I see myself as a quiet person, but people are like, nah, she's not quiet. This one is talkative. But then I'm like, no, guys, I'm quiet, man. Interesting. <laughs> I'm this shy person. And then people are like, no, you ain't, you ain't shy. Okay, similar question. What do people confuse about who you are based on the fact mm. that they know you're a software developer? Like, what do people usually start thinking you are, which you're not, when you tell them, oh, I'm in tech? Oh, yeah, like when you say you're in tech, um, some people think you actually, you know, do the hardware stuff, like um, you actually like open computers and, you know, <laughs> fix them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no, that one, I, that one, I have no idea how to do it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just like when I tell people that I studied electrical engineering, they think I'm uh, an electrician, like I'll go fix their wires. And I'm like, OK, stop. Like a mechanical engineer, I see mechanica and electrical engineer. My- yeah. Oh, my God. Leave us alone. Yeah. What's the best? What do you think is the best music on the Zimbabwean scene right now? Hmm. Funny enough, um, Ama Piano is the best currently in Zim. I do not know why, but people everywhere you go, you hear an Ama Piano song. <laughs> in anyway, restaurants, parties, guys, Ama Piano everywhere. <laughs> so people who are watching this video who are thinking wow she is so badass and smart and i also want to get the money from software development uh what can they reach out to you for um what else besides software development and stuff okay fine uh besides software development um you can also reach me out for data science i'm actually part of um I'm actually a country Zindi ambassador. So I think um, Zindi, it's an African platform that um, deals with data science and all. So the whole purpose is to make um, data science be known out there in Africa and all that. So if you want anything on data science, and also if you want to join the Data Science Zimbabwe Club, um, we also do mentorship programs, um, we also do help with certifications if you want to certify. And if you also want to study data camp, you know, data camp, you can pay for it. We can also help you with that. So yeah, and also we help with kids who want to get attached in companies for data science or even data analytics and all. So yeah, you can contact me even on Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, you can. So in your, I'll be available for anyone who wants to be assisted. What message do you have uh, for any of the Zimbabwean youth out there? Um, I can say, guys, think big. Like, think outside of the box. Go out there. Um, anything is possible. You can achieve your dreams. You know, like, just don't be scared. Just if you have a goal and you have dreams, just sit down, just be disciplined and be committed and you'll be able to achieve all your goals. Yeah. What about, what message do you have for combi drivers? 
Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> Actually, if you have something, you can tell them. Oh, let me see. Um, it's not the end of the world. Like, what? Maybe, <laughs> no, like. <laughs> oh, like um, yeah. You might have started your career as being a computer driver, but um, you know, don't um be stuck there forever. You can do it for a while, and also be going to school or doing night classes and stuff. And then later on, you actually achieve. I I know a few who have started as being, you know, combi drivers and conductors, but later on they became big. So you see, anything is possible as long as you're committed. Amen. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, and I'm sure some of them, you know, it's resilient and everything. They're like, yes, ma'am. So. Like, yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Um, yeah. Thank you for having me.